Welcome to your weekly episode of Feed, Slay, Love. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Feed, Slay, Love is a podcast for busy moms who are everything for everyone. So if that's you and you ever wondered whether there's more to life, then you're in the right place. Let's dig right in. Probably I don't say this often enough, but as moms, we are the true superheroes, right? We face the daily challenges of trying to balance our thriving careers. Then we want to be there for our families as much as we can, fulfill ourselves and our hobbies. And once everyone is happy and everything is done, finally, we also try to find some time for ourselves, right? And well, that only happens if we don't pass out on the sofa. <laughs> I might have something that'll help you to actually do less, especially cut out that noise and do things better, more mindfully, more and be more present. In today's episode of the Feed Slay Love podcast, we will explore what mindful motherhood is and how you can shift from what many people have tried and failed at work-life balance but shift into a work-life integration mindset instead so if you are someone and you're one of many probably mums who's never managed to achieve that true work-life balance then work-life integration and mindful motherhood might just be right for you Little spoiler alert here, work-life integration is a concept that has a lot of positive impacts on corporate mums or, you know, anyone who just, any parent who can't just shut the door on their jobs and be fully present with their families or themselves at the end of the day. Are you ready to prioritize your happiness and your well-being while excelling, while still excelling in your career and in your motherhood journey and taking time for yourself. Sounds a bit like we can have it all, right? Well, let's find out together. But first, let's explore what mindful motherhood really is. So mindful motherhood is an approach that invites us to be present and fully engaged in our roles as moms and as professionals. But it's really about cultivating this awareness of our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, our values and making those intentional choices that align with our true selves. So this mindfulness allows us to savor those little joys. You know, we know what mindfulness is, right? Um, be really focused on the present moment. And in addition, it's about releasing the pressure of perfectionism. And I've spoken about perfectionism and the trap that perfectionism is on a previous podcast episode. So if you're interested in that, definitely tune into that episode. Um, but back to mindful motherhood, it's less about planning, less about worrying, controlling or rushing through the day, but really it's more about paying attention to what's important to us. So 
being a corporate mom or working mom or you know whatever you want to call it um, we often feel that weight of the society putting expectations on us uh, this internal desire somewhat to be the perfect mother but what does perfect even mean and the perfect employee the perfect partner and this comes at a price the pursuit of perfection can lead to real unnecessary stress and guilt and if we learn to embrace those imperfections we really allow ourselves to release that burden of you know all those unrealistic inherited standards and focus on what truly matters to our children and to ourselves to our family to our work wherever what truly matters is how we apply ourselves our love our presence our genuine efforts in all those spheres you know in our professional and personal areas but remember at all times perfection is an illusion and imperfection makes us human and relatable so let's strive to be imperfect rather than perfect all right so if you are someone who feels constantly rushed feels like the day doesn't have enough hours you try to keep up that facade of that perfect life but you crumble on the inside and have zero time for yourself then this might be a game changer for you when we used to and i'm saying used to because after this podcast hopefully this is in the past for you when we used to strive and achieve this elusive work-life balance this construct of this perceived balance that somewhat implies a fairness and you know in awaiting that you know if you work more you will also have more time for yourself or for your family if we let go of this illusion then you know we we make space for something else because i think a concept of balance is not always feasible and and it implies as i said a, a certain amount of a fairness of um you know something giving back if we put in a lot of this then you know we'll also put in a lot of that um but when both work and family demands constantly shift it's just not really a concept that can uphold right Work-life balance initially was defined to have work and life coexist, but thrive in each one separately. So they're completely separate. So in my eyes, that's something that works for someone who can shut the door on their job, like someone who works somewhere and doesn't take their work home with them, mentally or physically. Who can really close the door and then go home be fully present and you know it just doesn't work like that and there's nothing wrong with striving towards work-life balance and saying this is you know something that works for you um, especially as i said if it's like a you know you have really fixed hours you're not expected to work extra hours you can really cut off from your day job and go home and do your thing and, and there's no interference there is like the like i described before there is that coexisting and separation between work and life and there is enough 
of both that you feel fulfilled and you feel like you know you can do it both but you know that's the only case where i feel like there could be a real balance but most of us don't have that kind of work and life where one doesn't flow into the other and we are always covered for in the one that we are not present in right now so i think it's best to shift into a mindset if work-life balance doesn't apply to you and you feel like it hasn't worked for you tried it you've heard about it it just doesn't seem to be the right fit for you then i'm inviting you to shift your mindset towards work-life integration so if you're anything like me you always feel torn between priorities and you know often these are priorities that are put on us by others all the time there is no cutoff plus i'm also working from home i'm in a corporate job in a full-time role work from home and i have my laptop always inside somewhere there is that overflowing inbox there is you know a, a project that needs finishing the temptation to continue working on that presentation you know, once kids are in bed or checking emails whilst, you know, getting ready in the morning, there is this kind of sense of always being available and more of that mindset of integration, I guess, where your work life somewhat integrates into your, into your personal life and your personal life also when you work from home and kids are sick or in between meetings you put on a, a laundry, you know, that also floats like your personal life into your um, professional life. So that seems to be more of the construct that works for me. But, you know, there is still that constant feeling of guilt of not being fully present. And that's where this mindful motherhood with work life integration really comes in. So I would say the essence of a work-life integration is to blend our professional and personal lives in a way that really suits our personal unique circumstances. But it doesn't mean, blending doesn't mean that you completely mix the two without any boundaries, right? So instead, it, I would say it refers to finding ways to seamlessly integrate work and personal responsibilities whilst trying to stay present, mindful, focused, on the task at hand. So there could be things like flexible scheduling, working from home on certain days of the week if you're not like fully working from home, adjusting your work hours to accommodate any personal commitments. You know, the goal here is to create that fluid rhythm between work and family life so you can attend to both without feeling overwhelmed. And I guess, you know, the balance construct is the one where you shut the door on one or the other when you're at work, you're at work, there are your kids, you are not having access to your personal phone. When you're at home, you don't need to respond to anything. There are no emails coming in or requests or overtime. So that's work-life balance. Work-life integration is where you intermerge the two work and personal life. But in this podcast, we want to talk about how we can actually manage to integrate without going crazy basically so as i said that work-life integration resonated more with me personally 
corporate mom working from home most of the time. I'm also a single mom, but you know, um, I wouldn't say this is necessarily a decisive criteria. Um, so I would say this approach of integrated lifestyle can impact, be impactful for any kind of working parent. If you have a job that haunts you outside of your usual business hours and you maybe have career aspirations that actually require that kind of flexibility as well. Um, I have three key steps for you to consider if you want to achieve work-life integration more successfully than the in-between meetings, rushing to your laundry, you know, like hanging up the washer, like, you know, that type of thing. Um, and still being distracted and not fully with it in the moment. So there are three key steps to consider if you want to successfully achieve work-life integration. Those three key steps are boundaries, priorities and flexibility. Okay, boundaries. Setting clear boundaries between work and family time. Crucial. There has to be a shut-off time especially if you're working from home, but also if you work from an office and then maybe pick up some work on your laptop later in the evening or so as well. So work-life integration does not mean life overtaking and all consuming. I get it. You want to blend your work and your life in a way to kind of make it more seamless and efficient. You want to move more fluidly rather than the rigid separation between the two. And you want to you know, work whenever, you know, your kid takes a nap or like whatever. But you to be mindful and present rather than intertwining both to the point of frazzled dizziness, there have to be clear boundaries to make sure you have dedicated time for each one, not just all at once. So boundaries could be things like a clear schedule. It could be things like, um, you know, an office at home where people don't interrupt you or you know those type of things where where there are boundaries where you can really work or a boundary where you leave your laptop in that office as well when you spend time with your family when you have family dinner or you know that type of stuff so you don't sit everywhere with your laptop and just you know have one eye on your kids and the other eye on on your laptop um, but where you actually have those boundaries so to be able to be present and mindful rather than just mixing the two and trying to do all at once. All right, priorities. On priorities, I guess, um, prioritizing tasks and responsibilities is obvious, but if you ba base your choice of priority on importance and urgency, you might get a slightly shorter priority list. And also you might recognize some patterns of things you tend to prioritize that aren't a priority or th things you do, tasks you do that you shouldn't be doing. You're picking up for someone else, whether it's in your personal life or in your work life. It could be emails from a lazy colleague that keep coming your way because you can help them so much quicker than they could help themselves. So they come to you, but it kind of wastes your time and doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't move the needle for you. It could be that, I don't know, your partner is meant to do the dishwasher, but didn't do it in the time you thought he should do it. 
and then you do it yourself. But, you know, it's about prioritizing the tasks and responsibilities that are important for you, not the things that someone else should be doing and is just not doing or, you know, is not doing quick enough or well enough or whatever. Let people learn, let people do their own stuff and you focus on your lane, stay in your lane, focus on the things that move the needle for you rather than getting sidetracked by unnecessary things. Um, one of those things could be Netflix as well. You know, if you do a binge watch lunch break Netflix marathon, then yes, you might get a bit stretched, uh, you know, submitting that PowerPoint to your boss by evening, by end of play. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, for family, I would say health always takes a priority, but play dates, hobbies, you know, maybe take a bit lesser priority. Maybe your kids don't need to go for a play date or bring a kid back home with them every day uh, after school. But maybe they, you know, can also entertain themselves sometimes or have a babysitter or something else, you know, something where you don't have to be present and have to have that one eye on the kids and the other eye on your laptop and you're not fully present for either one. So that's kind of like priorities and boundaries a bit as well, I guess. The last point is flexibility. Embracing flexibility is great in both professional and personal commitments. So things like, you know, putting on that laundry between your calls, you know, picking up your kids in the afternoon and taking your lunchtime walk with them. Great. That is kind of like a flexibility, but it shouldn't make you frazzled and it shouldn't distract you to the point that you can't finish a task because there's constantly a machine beeping in your home that you need to tend to because you're trying to cook and uh, have groceries delivered and laundry and whatever whilst being on 20 conference calls. So that just makes you frazzled and non-present. Do those things and use that flexibility by keeping your morning meeting free or something like that and then have your groceries delivered rather than being between three calls um, and or presenting on a conference call, even worse, and having groceries delivered, right? Like this type of like flexibility, do things, you know, block slots in your calendar and figure out the slots that can be, or the, the, the tasks that can be merged together. So you free up as a goal, free up time, free up more of your evening, you know, or use breaks smartly, but, you know, I would say flexibility and efficiency can go hand in hand, but not to the point of absolute craziness, mayhem. All right, so once you are clear on boundaries, priorities, and where you need to be flexible and where you shouldn't be, boundaries, then you can gear into action and make this concept really work for you, for your lifestyle, your career, your family's needs. And, and I guess this really just requires you to plan your days with, with a little bit of structure, calendar blocks, in your daily calendar, like a real structured approach to your commitments with real allocated slots for focused work as well. So if you have a if you have a block in your calendar because you need to take your kid to the doctor or pick them up or something like that, also have slots for focused work, for self-care and so on, right? Then you need to also identify those highest priority tasks for the upcoming week. Communicate that with your partner share the work, divide it up, integrate it into both 
your work and life integration schedules. This is not just you trying to do more. No, this is about both of you sharing the heavy lifting. So unless there's not a both of you, then if you're a single parent, this is just you. <laughs> or, you know, any other help, any external help, any family help you have, share that with you. What is the priority? Three doctor's appointments this week or, you know, those, I don't know, baking things for school or whatever it is. Share it out, you know. Certain things can't be moved, but other things can you know, so focus on what's important and then work towards that sense of accomplishment as well. When you actually got the things done that truly matter, pat yourself on the back. Then you should also really communicate not just your, sh your schedule, but your when is your focus time? When is the door to your home office closed? What are your boundaries? What are areas you need help with from your partner, your boss? Is the dishwasher your responsibility? Is it your partner's? Does your boss need that presentation this week? Could it be next week? Because you have 18 bake sales this week that you need to tend to. Or like, I mean, I'm cliching here, but maybe you have an Ironman competition as well, right? Like whatever it is, or you have doctor's appointments. You can't tend to that presentation this week. You will do it next week. You know, can deadlines be moved? Can tasks be split differently? Can someone else do pick up, drop off of kids or like whatever? So communicate and always be clear on your schedule. And you can do this on a weekly basis. I know couples who agree on this, like on Sundays or something, I sit together. They're like, let's go through what's in your calendar for next week that you can't move what's a big priority for you next week or you have this big um you know presentation at work or our kid has that i don't know like singing thing we need to watch or like i don't know you know whatever it is so communicate share it you know agree be transparent so that you know what to deliver when to whom and when you can take time for yourself. If you have a girl's night plan for that week, your partner kind of needs to know that too. So lastly, I just want to remind you in all you do, this is not over-optimizing your life. This is about being able to be present. This is an enabler to make you more present. So if you have your kid's school concert or whatever to go to, tell your boss, and be present at that concert. If you have that important presentation to deliver, tell your family, use that block focus time to prepare for it and to do it. You know, be present in those moments, really dive into them, use the time you have more efficiently by actually focusing on what you need to do when, what are the big things for you. And that way you will have that sense of accomplishment you will be more in the moment and you will enjoy yourself more because, you know, you are trying to not get distracted. And not getting distracted is the toughest one, I find, because there's always another phone call, you know, getting us out of that focus zone. There's always an urgent email hitting our inbox or something in the washing machine that cannot wait, you know, uh, to be washed you know, that drags my focus away or doesn't let me fully get into my focus zone. 
or into a task that I meant to do. But you know, this is work in progress. This is about finding your unique rhythm. This is about you finding more enjoyment. And this is also you trying to strive not to be perfect, but to get shit done without burning out. That's important. You don't want to burn out. You want to do things that are important. You want to focus on what matters to you as much as you can. And not everything will matter to you, but will have to get done. Sure. But the things that matter to you need to be on the priority list. The key is really finding that rhythm that works for you, for your unique situation. It's not another chore. It's a way to be efficient and effective with your time, your focus, your energy, and maintain well-being at the same time. This is self-love, self-care, self-respect in motion. So now, my ask to you is to find someone in your sphere, another woman, and support them on their journey whilst you embark on yours. Talk about this kind of construct. Talk about, hey, I'm doing this work-life integration. Work-life balance didn't work for me. I'm trying work-life integration. Do you want to do it with me? Let's both try and, you know, exchange notes. I think together we can really celebrate our wins. We can overcome challenges and we can really thrive in our roles as moms and as professionals, naturally, because we are superhumans, right? If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and share the Feeds Day Love podcast with other fabulous working mums like you. Join us next time for more tips, tricks and empowering discussions. Stay slaying! And always remember, this podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only and it's not a replacement for therapy.